Riveting entertainment here, folks. <laughs> I was like, sure, come on in, I got him on VHS! I should sing my whole review of this movie. I think the butter that you're buying is just all wrong. That's all I'm going to say about it. And just rainbows appearing above my head. I'm like, this is so good. I don't even know you anymore. There was no 360 on that one. That was barely a reach around. Render under Caesar that which is Caesar's and those whores. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, are you sure you don't want to leave this in? This is great. Yeah, I don't like... No. I might just leave that bit in with no context and then we can all be happy that I didn't do us a, a, a Republican Democrat thing. <laughs> yeah. I like that. It's good. All right. Oh. Oh, how are you otherwise? Good. It's been a stressful day, but it's been uh, good. I actually, I booked a movie called uh, RBG. Have you heard of, uh, have you heard of that movie? RBG. Really big gun? Um, <laughs> actually, quite the opposite. Uh, that is... <laughs> Really big gun. That was a doomed uh, joke. <laughs> uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the U.S. Supreme Court, Court Justice. Yes. It's a documentary about her life. Oh, okay. And it's it's supposed to – it's getting great reviews and it's it's supposed to be a really good documentary. So I booked that. And then on the complete other end of the spectrum, I booked this, uh, this other movie that – yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. But whatever. But yeah, it's been a busy day. It's you know how Mondays go. Oh, do I ever? This Monday was kind of rough. Oh, really? Yeah. Work-wise? No, just the uh, the Ohio weather yo-yo is making oh, sure I that I, it just keeps my sinuses completely full and slimy, and my whole head feels <sighs> messed up. And you know how it is. All too well. Not even yep. really bitching about it because it's normal. Uh, yeah, another, it's and then tomorrow's snow and yeah, yeah. but it's better than uh, last Thursday. I didn't uh, fill you in on some of the goings on of this household because I thought, well, it'll make for great bitching to open the show like we do. Oh every yeah, week. yeah, yeah. You had hinted that something yeah was going down. Uh, so, so indulge. Yeah, uh, old houses, man. Not a fan. I mean, my dad's taught me a lot of electrical and plumbing and all kinds of stuff, but I don't know if I'm ready for this. Ugh. Old houses are work. But that's what you got to do when you're poor is fix her up. It's one thing, then it's the next thing, then it's the next thing, and so on and so forth. Well, for the last couple of weeks, it smelled a little... Our house had this weird kind of musty smell, like dampness, but we couldn't... I mean, it was kind of normal, because in springtime, uh, we got like a, uh, not a wet basement, but a, at once in a great couple of years, some water will get in the basement when, we have, when it like rains for a solid week. Okay. So that's not too surprising, because we've been getting a lot of rain lately. And so it's like, well, maybe it's just that, but it's never quite smelled that strong, which is, eh, that's weird, whatever. What was the other thing? There was another mystery we had going on, too. I can't remember what, what it was was it? I mean, there was a little bit of water I saw on the ground, and I didn't think it had been raining quite hard enough for that. Anyway, Thursday morning, I went into the bathroom downstairs, and I heard... And it sounded like it was coming from the floor. 
So I'm like, oh no, oh no, I know that noise. And I go downstairs, and I, it's kind of hard to explain, but most of our house has a, that basement, but then that front section where the bathroom is downstairs, you know? Yep. That was a, a build-on at some point, so there's no basement underneath that. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes, so I do. I yep. go down in the basement, and there's this hole that's, like, cut in the block so that you can see under the bathroom, because that's where all the pipes and wires and crap are. And it's supposed to be, like, a crawl space, but there's no way you could crawl up in there. Like, there, there's just not enough room. It's just dirt. And, yep, sure enough, shine my flash, flashlight over, one of my water pipes broke. Or was cracked and leaking. And apparently it's been cracked for a while, which would explain all the water and the floor and the musty smell. And just just so happened that day, it decided, Psh, I'm going to piss water all over the place. And this is exactly what I need on one of my busiest days of the week on a Thursday. You know, that I find out at 7 a.m. Son of a bitch! Oh, wow. And the wife had the day off, so I know she's going to be doing dishes and laundry and all kinds of crap. And it's like, ugh. Luckily, I got it narrowed down that it was the hot water line, which was a... Which was a lot better for me than the cold water line, because the cold water line would be even harder to get to. The hot water line, I was able to get to by me and my dad all afternoon. He came, he came over in the afternoon, and we dug and dug and dug and dug, and I carried six five-gallon buckets of mud dirt out before he even got there. And then we went to work digging. And it's not straight down digging, it's straight sideways digging. Just digging enough that we, that I could climb up in the mud and cut off the line and replace it and just oh i hate doing sh- plumbing i hate it makes me so mad did and, you find an indian burial ground or did oh, what geysers of blood spray all over your face from the pipes or? oh that would have it, it it is a dungeon it, it's a dungeon it, i hate that basement so bad and the worst part is that it's about um about 5 6 tall and I'm 6'2", six, 6'3", six, so you can't oh, stand so up so you're there. always kneeling down, any, kind of. Any work you're doing in there, you're you're hunched over. And carrying two five-gallon buckets of mud out, I mean, my back was so shot. The next, I think it was the next day you were like, so, so, you've been busy? Because you haven't been texting. It's like, yeah, I'm yeah. dead. I'm dead. Oh, and, and here's the thing. I still have to go, we fix that line, but eventually that other one's going to break because it goes out in the dirt, too, because whoever morons put the addition on, decided, let's run water lines out into the dirt outside, because that makes sense. Um, why? Why? So, I'm gonna be spending, uh, probably all spring and summer just down there when I have spare time digging, just digging sideways, and then crawling in and laying down and digging until I can fill up a bucket, and then carrying it outside, and doing it all over again for days and days and days, because, because I, I love it, I love it. Wow. It's, uh, it's fantastic, but. <sighs> I've watched a lot of movies too. I've yeah, I was gonna say. Oh, yeah. Oh, Time I, for movie talk. I hate that shit. I don't mind it so much when it's electrical because I'm pretty good at electrical. And that's generally pretty easy, or you can find a good workaround. But when it's these copper pipes and shit, I, I can't. I, I gotta call dad to come solder yeah. stuff and. He's like, oh, you need to learn how to do this. And I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm totally willing to learn, but I'm literally laying on a crawl space in the worst horror movie you've ever seen in your life. I don't <laughs> want to learn here. Let me learn yeah. when I can be standing and... Oh. Yeah. So I made him crawl up in the hole and, and solder the thing, like the child that I am. <laughs> <laughs> uh. 
So anyway, that's that's been my week. Yeah, I've dealt with my own stuff, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, happy, happy fun time. All right, you ready to get on with the show? Let's, please. Well, I've... although the first movie I have to talk about is going to keep my mood nice and... <laughs> All right, we'll see. Let's dive in the ocean of cinema, yes. try and find those gems in the rough. And last week it was Revolt up against Day of the Dead Bloodline, and you are up first, sir. Tell us about Day of the Dead Bloodline. Oh, certainly. Certainly I will. Um, Day of the Dead Bloodline, um, it's better than Contagium. Uh, not as good as the Ving Rhames one that I don't remember anything about because it was so bad. Um, yeah, this was awful, awful, awful. Oh, I forced myself to give it a half a star, uh, just because, uh, there was some good practical effects spattered throughout the awful CGI, stupid gunshots and whatever, um, Story was stupid. This is sci-fi original uh, garbage. Um, I guess I'll talk a little bit about the movie itself. Um, on IMDb, it's... And literally, I don't really remember much of it. I watched it, uh, like, the day after the podcast. Um, it's It's kind of sort of a reimagining, I guess, because there are military uh, and... Military and scientists all converge into this one compound. A small group of military personnel and survivalists dwell in an underground bunker as they seek to find a cure for a world overrun by zombies. I literally don't remember anything about it other than silly-looking fake uh, CGI gunshots. Um, just a ridiculous plot. Bad acting. Uh, just over stylized shooting so it it just it felt like a sci-fi original movie um in fact there's a lot of sci-fi original movies that i would enjoy probably much more than this because at least they find a way to be fun there's no fun to be had in this movie it's just it's just not good it's just not good so this is a big thumbs down i'm i've already forgotten some of the uh, roulettes for this year, uh, some of them that were really bad, but this is this is right down there at the bottom. I'm I'm sure that there's at least one that I disliked worse, but this is uh, awful. I mean, just just how difficult is it to properly remake Day of the Dead? It just how difficult is that? It shouldn't be that difficult, but it certainly is is I guess because Zack Snyder was able to do Dawn of the Dead great. And, uh, Savini did a great, uh, remake of Night of the Living Dead, but for some reason Day of the Dead just does not work. So, let's just be done with Day of the Dead, please. Half Star, that's being generous. And that's all I've got to say about that. Back to you. Okay, Revolt! <laughs> the story of humankind's last stand against a cataclysmic alien invasion. Yep, there you go. Sci-fi movie... Starring, who was in that movie? A couple of people I recognized, I thought. Oh, Lee Pace is the big one. You know who that is. Yes, I do. Uh, Jason Fleming, you know him? From Name what? sounds familiar? Lockstock, Two Smoking Barrels. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. 
And I think th- those were the only ones I really recognized. I think I recognized the, this girl in it. Bernice Marlowe? What was she in? Skyfall. Yeah, that's where I know her name from. Uh, anyway, it started off a little on the rocky side. You've got an uh, alien invasion thing. It looks kind of like some... Well, they don't really show them for a while, but looks kind of like pieced together robot junk or something. Uh, and the first act, I was like, oh, I was very wary, because I was like, there's some dodgy CGI a little bit, but I gotta say, when all is said and done, I think this movie's okay. For oh, the really? Sci- okay. For the sci-fi guy. And I got a couple of movies I'm going to compare it to, uh, th- and that will help our audience know where I'm coming out on this, because they are two movies that I think you and I are okay with, and the rest of the world absolutely hates, and that's Battle L.A. and Skyline. Um, yeah. This movie is right at home in that universe. If you're okay with those movies, then I think you'll be okay with this. I felt like it got better as it went, because they unfolded more of the story, and I found it genuinely interesting. And I thought the CGI, where it mattered, I emphasize that um, for a reason, was awesome. The, like, the creature, or the robot things looked awesome. Um, now, I will say there was body CGI in places where it didn't really affect me. Like, oh, in the distance, there's some smoke. Like, way, way in the distance. I can, oh, I can tell that's CGI, obviously. I don't, who cares? Yeah, I, I gotcha. It's not like the, the ridiculous fake gunshot. I hate the CGI fake gunshots. I hate that. Yeah, yeah. Use a squib. I mean, it's not that difficult. It shouldn't be, at least. Well, it's just so much cheaper. You get to do yeah. more takes. And it looks cheaper. Yeah, it looks like crap. Uh, but I enjoyed the movie when it was all, by, by the time it was over. I was like, you know what? I'm going to give that one a passing thumbs up. It's not going to be a huge thumbs up, but it's one that I think that you should leave in your queue. I think that... Give it a watch sometime when you're in the mood for that kind of uh, sci-fi movie. Again, Skyline, Battle LA movies that most people hated but us. <laughs> yep. And yep. I, it's not like I loved those movies. It's just like, oh, yeah, it was a passing fine time. I I dare you to watch this Day of the Dead remake. <laughs> I I dare you. I haven't watched any of the others. Why would I watch this one? Oh. 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 I mean, the trailer yeah. looked gory. Was it gory? Oh, yeah, that, that was the only reason it got half a star, is oh. there was some practical effects in there sprinkled throughout the shit CGI. Oh, god-awful movie. <laughs> All right. Uh. Ready for the next round? Yes, please. Um, okay, first up for you is one that you threw my way. I'm volleying back to you. 24 Hours to Live. Uh, an assassin seeks redemption after being given a second chance at life, starring Ethan Hawke and the great Rutger Hauer. Uh, I'm sure that one of us at some point is going to watch that one. I watched the trailer, and that one does look... I think that one looks, for a roulette, looks like a pretty safe pick, I think. Uh, next up is Locked Up from 2017. This is uh, very, very, very roulette When an American teenager gets bullied at her school in Southeast Asia, she fights back and gets sent to reform school, but the school is more like a prison, blah, blah, blah. Uh, fighting and... Uh, who knows? It might be something. Um, but yeah, it's roulette. And last but not least is once again, Wind River makes its appearance on the roulette. Jeremy Renner, uh, veteran tracker. It, it's a murder mystery thing that is, uh, probably going to be pretty good. So there you go, sir. All right. And coming your way, uh, Veronica is your horror movie pick of the week and it is your most roulette pick. 
Um, Tale of Tales. I think I've thrown this one on before. Salma Hayek, yeah. Vincent Castle. Three fairy tales full of irony, magic, and monsters. Interweave in a surreal anthology. Uh, it's all very wordy. And lastly, <laughs> since we're talking about sci-fi, uh, oh, meager, okay movies, how about Skyline 2 Beyond Skyline? <laughs> Starring Frank Grillo. I figure that is a solid enough pick that you have a escape from any traps. Yes. It's a reverse act bar. Okay. Yes, it is. What do you want? <laughs> um, you know, eventually I'm going to try that Veronica movie out because it, it got some pretty good reviews. And this is the, from the director of, uh, of the rec movies. So I'm expecting it could be a, if not a gem, then at least watchable or pretty decent. Uh, however, and tale of tales, nah. Uh, Beyond Skyline, let's go with that. That, if, if, as long as it's as good or even close to being as good as the first one, I'll be happy it's roulette. That's easy peasy. There you go. Well, and I think the best part about the first Skyline was the very tail end of it. I was like, Which was that's crazy. Awesome. Go, I, so th- I think this one has the potential to be better than the first one. Like, that's a high bar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take 24 hours to live. I'm in the mood for an action thing, and that'll give me the push to hit play on it. So locked up, no go on that one, huh? Oh, teen with feelings and bullied and school and high school and prison. I, I've i lived that, my friend. I'm good. <laughs> okay, I'll make a note to throw it up on the roulette later. <laughs> <laughs> it's a trap, uh, you see. Well, it'll be Wind River. I guess we'll finally be getting... <laughs> <laughs> or the Similars. Oh, no, please. <laughs> We have our standbys. They're kind of like when Netflix is is dry and needs some lube, you just throw one of those on and <laughs> nice and I don't know if that's slide a stand- right in. It's more like, hold on, Netflix is a little dry. <laughs> yeah, just a big loogie. That's that's. <laughs> uh, all right, there you go. Next week it'll be it'll be uh, twenty four hours to live and beyond skyline. And do you want to play Wheel of Cinema? Yeah, let's do it. All right. What movies we picked? Was there anybody? Frank Grillo would be a good character actor. Let's start with him. Okay. Do you so, want to look him up first, or we'll just yes. I'll throw it to you? What What's the first thing you think of when you think of Frank Grillo? Frank Grillo. Let me just see a picture of him. I'm gonna go. Um, no, I'm not. I'm just looking at his picture, and I'm pretty sure that guy was in the gray. Am I right? That guy was in the gray, and that is my oh, answer okay. for I, Frank I, Grillo. <laughs> okay. Because I his face, I'm like, and he was kind of the, uh, he was kind of the, the prick guy that kind of comes around and... Yep. yep. He was good. Well, everybody was great in that movie. Oh, that's my first pick, too. I mean, second up is uh, Crossbones from uh, Captain Crossbones? America. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or... Civil War is where he actually became Crossbones, but he was a bad guy in uh, Winter Soldier. Oh, he was in the Purge. Um, he was actually re- he's a great actor, by the way. Mm-hmm. Like he, the Purge movies have gotten consecutively worse, but uh, he was one of the shining points of uh, those movies, or at least parts two and three, or whatever. Uh, Wheelman. That uh, that was a roulette I had on. Oh yeah, Netflix. I haven't seen that one yet. You should check it out. That was a good movie. Yeah, good actor. Was he in, um, now I'm looking at his, his, uh, well, he's been in a lot of TV stuff. Minority Report, pre-crime cop. I'm guessing that was probably a bit role or something. Yeah, he was part of Tom Cruise's crew. Okay. I think. That sounds right. 
Oh, now I'm actually that's actually elevated uh, Skyline for me a bit. Yeah, because he's a legit good actor, so I'm I'm at least expecting a pretty good performance out of him. Okay, uh, you picked the gray, so you got to find somebody else from that movie and. Okay, so for you, the gray, uh, Dermont Mulroney. He's one of the group of guys that I always confuse who they are. I think I, I, I think I 105 credits to his name. Yeah, I'm try- I, I want to go to Google first and look at his face before I look at his IMDb. Oh, boy, I don't know. He's just got one of those faces. I kind of know him from things that I can't remember that I know him from. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go to his IMDb and see what... Uh, okay. I get there. All filmography. Actor. I'm going to start at the bottom. So okay. See what we can do here. Yeah, I mean, I've seen Young Guns. I think I own it even, but it's forgettable. Wow, he has been in some shit. Yes, he has. I'm looking through that list, too. I mean, I don't like these movies. There's a couple in there that I, as soon as I see that he starred in that, I'm like, oh, okay, I, that was a good movie, or I, I remember him in that. Well, maybe I shouldn't have picked this guy. Yeah, but you never know until you try. Yeah. <laughs> he was in... You know. Dude, I don't remember any of his roles from any of these movies. Like, I remember the movies, but I'm like, where, who is he? Should I pick someone else? No, I'll just pick something here. I'm just trying to find okay. something of note. I I mean I guess I'll pick uh Stoker. He was what? Oh wait. I guess I'll pick Stoker. I don't know. Okay. I don't really remember him from a lot of these things that he was in. What about you? What's the first thing you think of with him? Um, one of the rom coms that he was in. See, I don't watch uh, any I, of those. Oh uh, yeah, well, eh. <laughs> <laughs> this was back in the day where like my best friend's wedding. I'm like, oh, I remember him in that movie. Never saw it. Yeah. Okay, so I guess I gotta pick something from Stoker. Do you remember him in Stoker at all? No. <laughs> that is the most notable movie on here that I've seen, other than The Grey, obviously. Not photos, you prick. Here we go. Uh, Let's go with... Here we go, we'll go a little bit bigger. Nicole Kidman. Uh, Nicole Kidman, okay. The first thing that I think of Nicole Kidman in... Oh, wow. I mean, I, there are so many, but the, immediately the first thing I thought of was The Others. Interesting. Yeah. And then immediately after that, I'm like, well, but Eyes Wide Shut. And then, then the the flood of movies she's been in just comes pouring into my brain hole. But Others for the win. For me, it's Eyes Wide Shut is the first one, but that's immediately followed up by Far and Away. Oh, okay. I need to watch I it. don't know if I've ever seen Far and Away. It's, Ron Howard? Uh... I think, maybe? It's a great movie in that you watch it, and you're like, oh, that was a good movie, that was interesting, I liked it. And then about a week later, you're like, what was that movie about? And then about a year or two later, you're like, I should watch that again. I don't remember what it was about, and I feel like I liked it. (laughs) And then a couple years after that, it's like, I've never seen that movie. Yeah, and then, yeah, you're halfway through it, and you're like, I do do remember that scene. Yeah. (laughs) Now, the others might be a bit difficult, because... There's not many people in that movie. I've only seen that movie, like, maybe twice. 
Uh, me too. It's a great movie. Wow, that's going to be a hard one. You got that guy. If you're looking at the IMDb, he's like third build. Yeah. Christopher Eccleston? Eccleston, yeah. Or yeah, however you say oh, his name. Ec- oh, good God. I, I don't know how to... Is it Ec- Eccleston? Eccleston? Echelbar? Akbar? Echel, Echel not going to work here anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Should we just go with that guy? Is that is that who you're picking? Uh, you're the I... one that you have to pick, not me. Oh, I, oh, I picked okay. Nicole Kidman. Damn, I'm... Okay, um... So for you, let's go with, um... Okay, she's been in a bunch of stuff. Uh... Fionola Flanagan? Who is that? In the uh, she, she's, uh, oh, she's oh, second. Okay, okay. Older lady, and, uh, I can, I recognize her face, like, she's been, and then I see that she's been in 130, she's got 130 credits, and I've seen her in movies. Yeah, I'm gonna have to, I don't recognize her off the bat, so I'm gonna have to look a little bit here. Ugh. Oh. This is why we don't play this game often, because then I edit out all these big, huge gaps before we're just using the internet. Oh, there's one. <laughs> I don't remember her in it, but it's cool that she was in it. We, it's a movie we've talked about before. <laughs> the Ewok Adventure. That's the one. Nice. I would, I'm not going to go with that, but that's the first one that I'm like, ooh, because God knows who else was in those movies. Feels like we are going down this, uh, this, this. Uh, rabbit hole of, of harder and harder ones. Well, it's like, because it, of the this... shit you watch. It's always your fault. <laughs> I know. Yeah. That's all right. Boy, a lot of TV. I wish they would separate the TV and movie. Uh... I know. Okay. I think I can dig us out of this hole. Kill the Irishman. That's the next thing that I really recognize, which is a uh, story about a tough Irish mobsters in Cleveland during the 70s. It was based on a true story. Okay. And from that, I will pick... Ray Stevenson. Oh, uh, Ray Stevenson, the Punisher, part two. That's right. Punisher Warzone. And that's, of course, what I would go with first. Second would be his other comic book role with um, Thor. He's in the Thor movies. Part of his, the trio of his friends. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Oh, uh, is it me now? I mean, yeah, unless you want to keep talking about Ray <laughs> Stevenson. <laughs> nah, I'm good. Um, <laughs> but he's had such a storied career. Yeah. He really has. Um, I'll look at his filmography while you try and find somebody else from Punisher Warzone. Okay. Um, oh, he I'm was trying in, to find Punisher Warzone. He was in that Cirque de Freak, the Vampire's Assistant, Book of Eli, the other guys. That awful, awful Three Musketeers movie. Uh, oh, with Paul Anderson? Oh, yeah. That movie was a pile of shit. Big Game, which you still haven't watched. That's Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. That was a good movie. Transporter Refueled. That's right. He was... Did you ever watch that one, then? Oh, yeah. That was a good movie. Yeah, that's right. You did. Uh, it, he was uh, Transporter's dad. Oh, okay. Um, Dominic West. Let's... There you go. Who was he in that movie? Uh, he's second build, so... Oh, uh, he used that guy got his face all cut up. Jigsaw. Oh, I don't know this guy. The only thing I know him from is that. Riveting entertainment here, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Have none of these people started a movie with Frank Grillo already? Come on. Oh, man, I mean, this is... You. Well, you keep picking these weird people. <laughs> uh, 300. He was in 300. That's I, I do remember him in that. 
and there's a okay. shitload of people in 300. So I, I'm pitching you a softball over here. Wait a minute. Do I, okay. have, I have to pick the next person. So it's on to me. Yeah. I got to try and find, but you tell me who you remember Dominic West from. And I'll try and find somebody from 300 that worked with Frank Grillo already. Okay. Uh, Dominic West, um, looking at his filmography. Um, wow. Um, Star Wars, Phantom Menace, Palace Guard. <laughs> I'm glad you picked him. I'm really glad you picked him. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> you're supposed to be filling time. <laughs> Is that really what you're going with? I just to get all, yeah, just to keep this this. No, you're supposed record. to be killing time, man. Oh, oh, okay. Um, well, he was the voice of Rudder from Finding Dory. Um, but I don't remember him in that. So, um, um. He was the lead elf in Arthur Christmas, but again, I don't quite remember him in that movie. Uh, uh, wow. Oh, here we go. Okay. The Forgotten. I believe he was the cop in the for- in uh, Forgotten with Julianne Moore. Oh, that's interesting. Hmm. Which is a great movie. So and much. now back to you. Ah, uh, you we're not gonna. We're, we're not making a circle tonight. I don't think. No, no. This. Okay, I. Uh... Okay, the first movie you think of when I say. Gerard Butler. Well, three hundred, but obviously not three hundred. So okay. Um. Oh, good God! I mean, gamer, and why? Why is my brain <laughs> thinking go oh, gamer? Oh, so gamer. If I'm being honest, or or we can. Cut it out, and I can try and find something better than that. No, no, that's being honest. I think of that, too. <laughs> Come on, Gorillo. Oh, and of course, I could have said London has fallen, or Rock Olympus has fallen. Yeah, but instead, no, Gamer. <laughs> uh, you Rock know what? I think, I think we should end there. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> well, this has been another shit-tastic episode of a stupid <sighs> game. <laughs> We may be good at watching movies and maybe even bullshitting about them occasionally, but coming up with games, not our strong suit. Wow. Oh, I mean, that there was no 360 on that one. That was barely a reach around. (laughs) I I don't think it was. I don't think anybody came on that one. No, no, that was was blue balls, I guess. Just awkward for a while, and you're like, thanks for the effort, but let's just stop. Let's let's, just stop, yeah, because... move on. With a flaccid and... You know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, let's get on to Recently Watched, where maybe funny things will happen, or at least something interesting. Um, <laughs> and you're up first. And I okay. Um, okay, let's start with uh, a rental that uh, that I purchased off of uh, Voodoo. I've been uh, actually kind of... Kind of looking forward to this because it was interesting to see the box office take on this movie and how at first this movie was kind of considered a bomb or at least underperforming. And then week after week, it kept making money and which kind of I'm like, okay, so what's going on with this movie? And my wife really, really, really wanted to see it. It, The times never, ever worked out at the theater for us to go see it. So when it came available on Voodoo, I'm like, let's rent this. And that is The Greatest Showman. This is the Hugh Jackman musical. 
with Zac Efron, Michelle Williams, big cast, big production, all that stuff. And um, I am happy to report that I loved it. What? Thought it was, I thought it was great. Um, in a, I, very schmaltzy, very schmaltzy, but the songs were great. The production values were fantastic. And I will say that the, and I'm not sure how accurate this is with the, you know, with the actual story of P.T. Barnum, but, um, I liked that I, I was, I've always been fascinated by how Barnum and Bailey Circus got started. And so I'm not sure how accurate this is, but it was kind of cool to see. I guess a musical version of that. This is how it began, and it's emotional, and I'm kind of crying, looking over at my wife, and she's not crying, and I am. I was just, <sighs> just waiting for the singing to start. Yep. Uh, I should sing my whole review of this movie. <laughs> I'll never get Huge. tired of it. <laughs> oh, Hugh Jackman's just luscious, bellowy voice. <laughs> Oh, and the whole way through, I'm like, you know, you you sound great, but man, I like more veins. Should we have more veins popping out of your neck and arms? Because you're kind of this middle aged dude now, and I'm kind of used to you roided out, you know, Wolverine with the veins and the, you know, that. But instead, you're just kind of middle aged man with a beautiful voice. Well, I knew that he he got his start doing uh, musical stuff mostly in theater, I think. He was a big song and dance man up until he oh. got that emergency Wolverine role. That was a last minute replacement, I think. Somebody else they had cast, and then he he got picked up real quick. And everybody was like, "This song and dance guy, what?" That's an Australian. Look, yeah. Nobody's ever and it heard. And all comes full circle because now he's doing it again. He, it, the songs were so good in this, and then Zac Efron busts out singing. I'm like, oh, just rainbows appearing above my head. I'm like, this is so good. <laughs> I don't even know you anymore. <laughs> oh, there's actually, there's a scene where, where Hugh Jackman is trying to talk Zach Efron into teaming up so that they're going to, you know, they're going to form this partnership and take this to the next level. And they're at this bar. Team oh, up. They're, they're oh, going to oh, team up. All right. Oh, they teamed up. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> the bartender is like, he's pouring shots and they're singing this song and they're doing shots. <laughs> it was so great how they incorporated doing shots. And sing, oh, this is ridiculous. <laughs> no, please carry on. <laughs> oh, and then Zach Efron falls in love with Michelle, not Michelle Williams, uh, oh. Michael, Michael, I think is the kind of, yes, Michael Williams. What? Oh, is it? The, oh, I know, I don't know, but I, I don't know. You are describing is a gay fantasy, my friend. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> they were doing shots and singing while they do shots and it was so magical. Then <laughs> there's this great scene of him falling in love with this. This girl and um, mm-hmm. she's do the trap uh, trapeze act, and they're flying through the air and hugging and singing, and oh my like, god, oh, this is big production, and I'm getting emotional, and oh, I can't believe I'm saying this. Um, okay, four stars. I liked it. <laughs> uh, no, and of course they've got two little girls, two cute little girls, and so you know they start singing their cute little girl voices, and like, oh, quit it. It, singing just talk so i don't get emotional because it's cute <laughs> carry on carry on uh, and i wish i would know something like i like afterwards i'm like i should maybe buy that soundtrack <laughs> so i can cry my my way up to akron and back every day 
Tears of happiness, I yeah, guess. Yeah, sure. Sounds sounds like a wonderful time. You're like, you should watch this. Make you cry. Oh, yeah. Sounds I'm like, hey, I've got the rental is good for 20, 24 more hours. Go for it, dude. Yeah. You, yeah, that, yeah. And you wonder why you were getting text silence this week. <laughs> I'm literally down oh. in a cellar with a one lamp, just digging and digging. <laughs> Eugene singing the songs. That's great. Singing songs and getting... Yep. Filling up that handkerchief. <laughs> Next! <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Um, uh, okay, so there's going to be a double header coming up, but I'm going to save that for the next round uh, because they actually go quite well together. Uh, also watched uh, Quiet Place in the theater with my wife. How did that go? Uh, it, she was nervous about it. She was like, okay. And it was a, I remember the day was just shitty. It was just a rough day. And uh, we had a date night planned. And I'm like, we are, she's like, should we still go watch a movie? I'm like, look, let's go watch a movie. But I don't want to sit through a marathon runtime. I'm like, I really, really want to watch A Quiet Place. It's doing great. John Krasinski's in it. Emily Blunt. Come on, please. Let's just do this. And so she's like, okay, fine. So we go and watch it. And, the you know, the, the odds were stacked against us because it's a horror movie that relies on silence. And I'm seeing it in the theater. We talked about this. Seeing it in the theater, which, like, oh, here we go. Um, and it's a jump scary type movie. Well, one, we got lucky. The crowd was great. You could hear a pin drop in there. Um, and two, there was enough family stuff. Because that's ultimately what the movie comes down to. Is this husband and wife that are trying to protect their kids uh, in the from uh, an alien invasion. Where the aliens have no eyes. But they are super sensitive at hearing. And they are pretty much indestructible. So the whole movie is how do we keep quiet um, and how do we keep our kids quiet? And uh, I, I thought it was fantastic. And my, and my wife really liked it too. It helps that, uh, and I've compared it a little bit to uh, the horror element to maybe a pretty, like a whole bunch of intense scenes from Jurassic Park all strewn together. Like, it's that kind of wow. level, I guess, like raptor scenes. Yeah. That remind, it reminded me a lot of that. Um, the, the alien creatures, which you see a lot of, and I really liked that. I was like, please don't just cop out and we see 10 seconds of alien. Well, we don't spoil too much what they look these. like because the trailers didn't spoil what they look like at all. Oh, yeah. I won't say anything, but it, this was above and beyond just being a creature feature. You can tell that you had great actors. Not just Krasinski and Emily Blunt, but the kids were really, really good in this movie. Uh, and which is essentially, we're talking maybe a four-person movie. There's a couple other people, but it's sparse. And so they all carry this movie. And great use of sound effects, great use of no sound at all. Uh, one of the actor, one of the actresses in the movie, this uh, younger girl, she's actually deaf in real life. And I, I liked how they introduced her character right off the bat by, um, it's already quiet in the movie. Like the movie itself is very quiet. But then when we go to kind of her point of view with like when someone's talking to her, when we cut to her, it's muted. Like there's literally like you can tell that the movie itself has been muted out to immediately the audience knows, oh, she's she is deaf as well, which makes things exponentially more difficult for the parents because she can't hear. So she doesn't know if she's making noise. So they go to great lengths, her parents to like mark where she should step and you know what she should do and it's even that makes it more tense knowing that 
she can't hear. So any wrong move that she makes, she may not know, but yeah. these things are going to, they can hear anything, anything and everything. So very, very, very good movie. Um, anyway, I, I, big, big thumbs up. Um, I can't wait to watch it, but I will be watching it in the only quiet theater that I know of at my house. Yeah. And I don't blame you. I, I like, honestly, if I would have to, if I, I had a great theater experience, but I would be perfectly okay with having just watched it at home. And it's not, it's not one, I mean, it helps to watch it on a big screen, but it's not like this huge blockbuster movie. It's not, it's just, it relies so much on sound effects and, you know, the, the sparse use of that. Yeah. Uh, but man, I, I forget how good of an actress Emily Blunt is. She is such a great actress. She was so good in Sakari. Everything she's in, she is a great actress and she's good in this. There's a, I'm not going to spoil it, but there was, there's a money scene in them. There's a, there's a, the highlight of the movie actually has to do with her. And I, you actually texted me and said, is this what's going on? And I said, yes. And it is a great scene. Highly recommend checking it out. If not in the theater, at least give it a watch when it comes out on streaming or Blu-ray and all that good stuff. Yep. I anxiously await it being in your voodoo so I can watch it. (laughs) Oh, it will. That will definitely, I'll definitely be watching that one. I, I like that. It's officially, like, it's kind of a horror movie, I guess, but it's one that I know that when I go to watch it again, that's one that she'll probably say, yeah, I'll watch that one again. That's, I that's like really that. cool. I mean, that's, yeah. that's, uh, that's how you get a crossover horror movie. Good job, John Krasinski, is if you can yeah. keep it PG-13, get the horror fans involved, but get the non-horror fans to at least go along with it. Um, that, that's how you make a win. Yeah. Yep. So. Big thumbs up on both of my movies. A uh, little rabbit trail about that. Uh, one of my friends online had brought this topic up. How soon do you think now, because that movie is a hit, and I, man, do I regret not taking it in the Fantasy Movie League. Uh, yeah, me too. Man, that would have been a great sleeper. But anyway, how long now till he gets uh, uh, offered a Marvel movie or a Star Wars movie or something like that? It's coming. He's going to, I mean, he has been elevated immediately to, maybe not A-list status, but he's, I'm guessing that pretty big, pretty big gigs are heading his way. As they should. This was a, like, the directing in this was great. Uh, Any cameos from people in the office? Oh, I wish. So bad. (laughs) Oh, I wish the big alien reveal would have been Dwight. Just Dwight. Just his, just his little bobblehead, but life-size. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm sure it's going to happen. Now, Star Wars level, I don't know. I mean, I think John Favreau should be should be on deck for a possible Star Wars movie before John Krasinski. Isn't he? Was it, wasn't there a story that he's doing something? Oh, is I don't know. I He is. I want to say. He would be a um, great pick. I, I know he would. I, I want to say that there was a story where he he's going to be doing something for Star Wars. I don't know. Oh, maybe. Not not like his own trilogy, but his own like side piece. Yeah, I possibly. I would like to see that. He has made. I'm not sure if there's any movies that he's made that I've outright disliked. Even Zathura was. It wasn't great, but it was it was good. I like Zathura better than I like uh, eh, the sequel to Swingers. Oh yeah, that's right. What was that called? I don't know, but it made. It's called Maid. Yeah, eh. I would agree there. I would. Yeah, I actually like Sathura quite a bit because it's Jumanji, but sci-fi. So that's perfect for me. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Want to do another one? Or? Um, well, no, back to you. Uh, uh, actually, um, wife wants me to say good night. That's fine. Kids, I, can, so. I can go yell at mine because they're upstairs running. Okay. 
I, marathons. Right. I don't know what they're doing up there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, Eric is uh, dealing with... Uh, Dealing with kids, I might as well just review another one, shall we? Friday the 13th, part two. Hey, I've never talked about this on our show, except I have probably mm, 15 times. Um, <clears throat> so obviously I watched this on Friday the 13th, this past Friday night. And um, one through five, are, I'm sorry, one through six are literally interchangeable to me. They're all just awesome. Um and it really, really depends on my mood as to which one I want to watch or like when I watched one of those six, uh, previously. So like, you know, Friday the 13th part two was the one that I watched, uh, the longest ago, which was about a year ago. So I watched it again. And I, what I always loved about part two is that part one is the better movie and it sets things up for what is to come for the rest of the series. But I like that it's kind of still rough around the edges in that. Jason doesn't have his hockey mask. He's, you know, potato, ha- potato sack head Jason. And I like that other than the MPAA butchering the movie, you can tell that they tried to up the, the kill quote, quotient in this movie. Uh, this has iconic scenes, uh, primarily the, uh, wheelchair bound guy that gets the machete in his face, the guy that's strung upside down that gets his throat slit. And, and a host of other great kills in this movie. Uh, again, it's been censored, you can tell, but it still has that early 80s charm that I just adore so, so much. And it, I also like that part two has a much shorter runtime. Like it moves quick. They set things up. You get to know the characters, which by the way, are all likable. Something that is sorely, sorely lacking in so many of these types of movies nowadays. Um, but this one here probably has the best cast in all of the Friday the 13th movies. I, especially the, the final girl. Amy Steele is great in this, uh, movie as Ginny. But even her, her, uh, boyfriend sidekick, Paul, is great. Everybody in this movie is so, so good. And you, you like them. Oh, here comes Eric. Oh, can, um, can I be on the show too, or? <laughs> oh, you're good. Okay, well, I guess have fun. Yeah, this is me and the, me and the audience, we're just hanging out. Um, anyway, it's not uh, the insanity that is Friday the 13th Part 5 or the super cool later 80s vibe of uh, Jason Lives. But it's just something about Part 2 works on every single level. I had a shit-eating grin the entire way through this movie. Um Again, they're all, the first six are all interchangeable. It's not until part seven to where there's a big dip in quality, primarily because part seven was so heavily edited. Uh, that could have been, that could have still been a gem, but then part eight with Jason Takes Manhattan is where things really start to drop off. Uh, but for what it's worth, I love part two and I highly recommend it. I recommend all of those, uh, all of the Paramount years, Jason's. So anyway, there's my, Fill a review for Eric taking care of his kids. Now, back to Eric. Uh, I mean, usually it takes you 10 minutes. I thought I had a little bit of time, but apparently not. Oh, I, no, I was done. I walked up there. There were squirmy, tired messes. I'm like, good night, boys. Kiss, kiss, done. Bye. Oh, yeah. I went upsta- upstairs and found a whole new trail of horrors as far as... Ah, go in the spare room and watch a tape or something. And why does the TV look like this? Oh, because I put milk all over the screen. Because I just what? T- took... Uh, 
milk in my hand, smeared it all over the screen. It's an old tube. It's a tube TV. I mean, it's a flat panel, but but still, it's still like it doesn't have to. Like I can clean it up easy enough, but it's like, why do you do this? Why do you break everything? I don't know. I just do. He just he just fucking breaks everything, dude. Everything, and it's not <laughs> malicious. Like, how can I break this? It's just like. I wonder what'll happen if I put milk on the screen of the TV. It's like, oh, huh? Well, what do you know? Huh. Oh, I wonder what'll happen if I pull out the DVD tray with my hand instead of pushing the button. Huh. I wonder what'll happen if I put two discs in the tray and shove it in as hard as I can. Ah, DVD player doesn't work. No, just, <laughs> just everything. He just breaks it. Ah, driving me so nuts. So are they good right now? Oh, probably not. I don't care. I told him to be quiet. I, don't, I just, I'm done. Uh, okay, what did you review? Uh... I just got done reviewing Friday the 13th Part 2. Okay. For the umpteenth time on the show, I'm yeah, sure, but really. I'm like, that's a filler, that's a filler review. Sure. I've got plenty of those on my list for when you leave. I'm like, Eugene won't <laughs> care about this. Here we go. Yep. <laughs> uh, okay. I'm going to start off with <laughs> Star Wars Episode 4, 5, and 6. Rewatched all these on glorious, glorious, hideously ugly VHS. And while it is hideously ugly, and they are, uh, 4 and 6 I watched on the original CBS box release, and then Empire I watched on my box set uh, re- release that came years later because I didn't want to unseal my copy of Empire. And I don't think it would have made a difference either way as far as uh, quality-wise. And while it is true that they do not look pretty, and they do not, it was still really great to finally watch these movies again without the special edition garbage. Mm-hmm. It They really retain their magic without those scenes. I, I've got to say, I really felt good watching these movies again. And Even as, full screen? Was it was it Letterboxd? Oh, it was full screen. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, it's not for Eugene at all, but uh, it's still getting to watch them without that. It Here's the thing. Here's why I, I rewatched them again, even just because I bought them and whatnot, obviously, but also because now, like, when I do go watch those ones that we have that are despecialized at some point in the future when I get something that can actually play them. It, I, I won't have it being like, oh, I just watched them. No, you know what? I watched them in full screen and grainy and VHS. So I, it'll be easy for me to be like, oh, I I, I want to watch them again. Yeah. Uh, but I did enjoy them very much. And I also like every single time I'm going through these, this trilogy, it's like, which one's the best one? Which one's the best one? Well, Empire is great. Well, A New Hope is great. Return of the Jedi, I still think is great. And I, it's just because I was the right age, I think, for Return of the Jedi. And it's nothing against Empire. I just think that that ending of Empire is a little weird. And not with it being a downbeat ending, just it's a little weird in general. Because all of a sudden it's like, oh, we're ending. And Lando's wearing Han's clothes. And, uh... Why mm-hmm. why are why is Lando and Chewie flying off because at the beginning of Return of the Jedi they send the droids into Jabba's palace but they already knew where they where Han was headed so why didn't they just go there instead of going and we're going to go find him and then they came back and then they went again I don't know it's a strange cross section but when it's you know once again I still think I like Return maybe the best but I would probably give the same scores to all three of them, pretty much. I mean, Empire is so great, but oh, I just love the third act of Return of the Jedi ends so magically. Like, it 
three different battles going on in three different places, perfectly edited together. And they together. all work. Yeah, perfectly edited together, and it's just super exciting nonstop, I mean, through that whole third act. It's it's a great way to wrap everything up. And the Ewoks never bothered me. It wasn't until the internet came around that I was like, oh, people don't like Ewoks? I'm like, oh, I, never, I never thought about it. Because I like I, Ewoks, too. I was at a certain, a, at the right age for it, so. Yeah. It was fine. Uh, so anyway, there's that series of movies. And then I started to watch, uh, Addie wanted to watch another, the only Indiana Jones movie she's watched is Temple of Doom, so she wanted to watch another one. I was like, sure, come on in, I got him on VHS! And I popped in, or, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, and she was like, I can't do this. I can't even see what's going on in the screen. Like, she's so spoiled. Young kids today, your eyeballs are so spoiled, you don't even know. I would have been fine to sit there and watch it. And yeah, it looks kind of grainy and full screen and whatnot, but she's like, I I can't even see what, like, are those, is that a human form? I was like, okay. Okay, fine. And she goes, look, I will agree to watch Arachnophobia if we can turn this off. Alrighty, here we go. So I popped in the Blu-ray of Arachnophobia. And (laughs) that movie still holds up pretty well. I'm pretty surprised. Uh, it's still the arachnophobia part that gets, that is where the movie works the best. They get these spiders to run in places that make you the most uncomfortable, where you feel the most vulnerable. Out of the popcorn bucket, running out of the mouth, in the shower, where she doesn't realize it and it plops on her head, and then at the very end, where it's not a giant spider that would make it, like, um, a monster movie or something so much, as it is just floods of medium-sized spiders coming down the walls and cutting off your path of escape, and then finally the basement scene. You know what I mean? That's where that movie really functions well. And while I was thinking about it, I said, you know what movie I need to show you after this is Tremors. And I said, I have that one on DVD, so it'll be okay. I have it on VHS too, but I'll spare you. We can watch it on DVD. She was like, all right, all right. Now that one's a little more R-rated in that it's a little gorier and there's a lot more swearing, but I'll be alright. Okay. So there you go! There's all three Star Wars movies and Arachnophobia. Oh, so you did not watch Tremors yet? No. Nope, but that will probably be coming... Yeah, coming soon with me and her. It takes a while for us to get around to these things. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think of other movies that, you know, will make her scared without, you know, scarring her. <laughs> It's I mean, like, Exorcism of Emily Rose, I, that's one that I go to as far. Yeah, I mean, she's 13. Yeah, I just, I always go, like, the, the shit that really scares me is when it, we get into, like, the demonic possession type stuff. That stuff is more freaky to me. And she's, well, she's watched some of that kind of stuff as far as, like, um, uh, The Conjuring, and she's watched all those movies and stuff. But she, and she's always kind of like, eh, it's okay, I had a couple jump scary bits, I guess. So I don't think the ghost thing is really going to cut okay. it. I got to kind of freak her out in other ways. And I'll just threaten her with VHS, because apparently that's the only thing she's afraid of. Yeah. <laughs> Those ghostly blurred images on the screen coming to get you. Really wasn't that bad. <laughs> I figured, yeah. So, and it's, it is really weird, too, to, to, now that I'm watching more VHS, to see the disparity between the early ones and the later ones. And it, it was the same way with DVD. My DVD of, um, oh, that documentary. I always bring that one up when we're talking about quality of DVD, but when it first came out and I bought it, it was amazing quality. It was Oh, Baraka? Yes. Gorgeous to look at. And then you bought it on Blu-ray. I went and dug it out. Like, I should watch that again. Turned it off after 10 minutes because I was like, this looks awful. Like, it was 
the very early years of DVD when I got that copy. So, and, and it, it seems like it's the same way with VHS. Like, the, there are some where I watched them, like, this is fine. It's totally fine. And then there's some where it's like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> All formats go through that. DVD did. It's Blu-ray is, we are right now in that with Blu-ray where it's not only is 4K Blu-ray UHD out, but, but even some of the older Blu-rays now, it's like, oh, now they're getting a re- fresh remaster and, I mean, Blu-ray's been out now for 11 years. Oh, here we go. Ah, uh, the dog snuck in my office while I was yelling at the boys, and now Addie's home, so. Okay. I mean, I just got the dog out of the office. Okay. Ah, who let the dog out? There's my stupid song joke. Shit. Edit that out, please. Okay. Um, What'd you say? Oh, I said, who let the dog out? And I'm like, ah, that's my stupid lame song joke. I'm like, please please edit that out. Oh, eh, we'll see. Uh, I did. <laughs> I let the dog out. My new noise-canceling headphones, I can't tell. Is that screaming I hear? Or just laughing? I, yeah. Okay. On with the show. Up. Uh, you're okay. up. Go ahead, buddy. Okay, so I watched the double, not, oh, I, I guess I could, Consider this a double feature. I got this on Blu-ray from Scream Factory. Um, it, it was on sale. And I'm like, I, I, I remember watching this one with you in the theater, and the other one intrigued me enough where I'm like, that's yeah, worth a the double feature price. Uh, so I watched The Rage Carrie Part Two Ugh. from 1999, unfortunately, and um, and then I'll get into the other movie on this disc as well. But um, I watched this movie one time, and that was with you in the theater. And I recall us both being like, yeah. We were so excited. I remember us being she's, so excited. Oh, yeah. She's cool and the black hair and the makeup and grunge. Blah. Oh, this awful, awful. This is the craft level of 90s not good. Um, they, it's kind of sort of a continuation of the Carrie story because one of the, I can't believe I'm getting into this. One of the girls that, that tormented Carrie from the original, the, the sissy basic one, she's now a principal at this school and she sees that, you know, this black haired girl is, she's actually Carrie's sister because of the, her dad was, uh, this, or, any, who cares? Who cares? Uh, the loony mom is in a loony bin and she escapes to help, to help, I don't, to help somehow, to help. Um, uh, to prevent another carry uh, incident. Yeah, and it's it's much like the Carrie remake with uh, Chloe Moran, whatever her name, Grace Moran, Chloe girl. Yes, um, she was obviously too pretty for that role. I'm they they tried to ugly her down in this remake in the the Carrie remake, and I'm like, she, you can tell like she's prettier than most of the girls that are tormenting her in this movie. Same applies pretty much to the Rage Carry 2, this 1990s version. I'm like, okay, so she's an outcast because she's got black hair. Like, she looks just kind of a, a teenage girl. There's nothing that sets her apart from other than the curly black hair and her tattoo that turns into vines when she gets pissed. It, stupid. Having said that, at the very end, there are some good practical effects t- to go along with the Awful 90s CGI. But there are some good, like, oh, okay, that's, there, you're getting there a little bit, but not, not enough. Swing and a miss. So I'm like, okay, well, this has officially been a waste of money. Let's check out this other one that's probably going to suck. 
And that is 2002's, and I didn't even know this was a thing, uh, 2002's Carrie TV movie. I did, I, I think I knew that existed, but I never watched it. I, I'm not sure, I never knew that, but, uh, Brian Fuller was one of the writers, as was Stephen King. Oh, uh, Brian no. Fuller. <laughs> <laughs> well, hear me out on this one, and, uh, Angela, uh, Betty's is in this, and she's, uh, you'd recognize her. She was in May, she was May in the movie May. Um, I never saw that movie. Okay. Well, but I, I know in, who you're talking about. I recognize yeah. it. Um, so right off the bat, I mean, it is a TV movie and it feels like a TV movie from the early 2000s with some awful, awful CGI. But then directly after that, we get into the story and I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm in so far. This movie is two hours and 15 minutes long. Never bored. This was a good movie. Wow. Um, even with the TV trappings where obviously they can't do too much because it's TV and it's TV back in the early 2000s, good acting, like the bullies were like hissable. I, I hated the girls in the, this movie and they looked, they were legit pretty and they felt like they would be the bullies. And she genuinely looked like the weirdo outcast. They, they're perfectly cast. But I mean, this movie for that long of a runtime, this was a good movie, uh, really good. In fact, I mean, I read Stephen King's novel. This is close. This is closer than the seventies uh, carry to the to the novel. This is very close. I mean, obviously, it's set in more recent times, but man, I totally dug this movie. I, I wish that they would have uh, had a little bit more money and not been trapped with TV because it felt like it was shot like on. On different cameras, that kind of TV type cameras, I guess. But yeah. even regardless of all of that, it still worked. And I, man, this could have been a total gem in the rough had they just not done any CGI because the CGI is so, so bad in this movie. But apart from that, this gets a thumbs up. That was a, a minor gem there. I was, it's one that I would actually, it's one that when it was done, I'm like, oh, my wife would have totally enjoyed that movie. Wow, even with the heavy religious overtones? Oh yeah, yes, I think so. Cool. It was it, it just because you know, it deals with bullying and yeah. it's it's not that horror, it's not that horrific, but it's well acted, well made for what it is. Uh, I was surprised. I was expecting this to be a complete dud and that Rage Carry 2 to be like that like, "Oh, this is cool. I remember how much I liked this when we watched it in the theater." And no. I don't know that we did. Hmm. Did we? I I felt like we were kind of meh on it then. Oh, probably. For me, I'm guessing that I remember the, the slight bit of gore in the end. I'm like, yeah, that was cool. No. <laughs> uh, oh, her tat, oh, when her tat, when the tattoo turns into a vine and goes over her, I'm like, oh, now she's a bad guy. Yeah, so dumb. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you remember that at all? Oh, do you yeah, remember anything yeah. about that, that movie? And that was the only time I ever watched it was with you in the theater. And I, meh. I'm, I mean, I might have rented it again at some point, but re- review stands. Meh. Yeah. Very meh. So there you go. Oh, and of course you've got the that '90s music. You know. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I know what you mean. It's like, yep. It's like even the score, not just the not just the the soundtrack, but the score. I'm like, this is just very '90s. Low rent grunge shit. Yes. Do you think there's gonna be there's gonna come a time where hopefully that some of these movies we revisit and I'm like, and they're they're now kind of cool like the '80s movies are, right? Maybe, but the problem is that in the 90s, our, 
we were a little older, so our memory is a little more accurate than it was to when we were kids in the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. No. I'd, I'd like to say I'll never watch Rage Carry 2 again, but give me, the, give me another 10, 15 years and oh, that was good. It won't take that long. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> oh, driving around the Mustang. And like, oh, even, even that car looks kind of stupid right now to me. I, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Back to me. Yes. Where are we at time-wise? Not too bad. I'll do a real quick triple header. Starting off with, good morning, Vietnam. No, I'm not going to do the full Robin Williams impression because it's stupid. Uh, when was the last time you watched this movie? VHS. Me too. Last week. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. I thought, why not? It was one of those that I found for like a quarter. So, eh, why not? Check that one out again. Maybe it's a thing. And it's a really interesting film in that it really doesn't have much of a plot. It's just a showcase for hey, Vietnam sucks and America shouldn't be there, and also lots of Robin Williams coked-out comedy. The end, mm. and then he goes home. It's very strange to look at it now, but, uh, I mean, there's some funny bits, and there's some interesting bits, but it's, uh, it's just like, all right, that's a thing that exists. It just kind of shows up and meanders around for a bit, and then it goes home. That movie did really good, if I remember correctly. Like, upon its, like, when that came out in the theater, that did good. Well, it's, people love it, but I, people love Robin Williams. That's what's to love yeah. in this movie. It's not the movie itself. I mean, if he would have been a radio DJ in Poughkeepsie doing this shtick, people would be like, aha, yeah. great movie. Good morning, Poughkeepsie. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, so there, that's. There are certain Robin Williams movies where, it's literally, it's just, it's Robin Williams starring as this character and the overlying plot doesn't really matter. Or it's kind of neither here nor there. Yeah. Wasn't there one where he was a clown doctor, Mr. Flubby or Mr. <laughs> Flubber? No, I don't want to Flubber no, no, or something. Flubber. But... <laughs> How many titles? <laughs> yeah, I remember it. I never saw the thing, but. <laughs> oh, I did. I, I saw that. Oh, I, a... I actually remember when you saw it. I think it was on a really bad date, as I recall. Or was it? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> it went really south. Oh, yeah, something about he puts big... on a red nose. and Yeah, red nose and big shoes. And it's sick kids. Waka waka. And... <laughs> you can just put plop Robin Williams into any kind of horrible scenario. And it just apparently people will like it and, and laugh at it. Completely mm-hmm. overlooking the fact that he's in a child cancer ward or Vietnam. They're just like, eh, Robin Williams, act crazy and do funny voices. Oh, wow. So there you go. Good morning, Vietnam. Uh, next up is Steve McQueen in the very overrated Bullet. You ever watched this movie? I did. One time. And, all right, the car chase is cool. That's the one with the, the cool car in the end. It has a cool car, and there is a car chase that is heralded as one of the best car chases ever, and I watched it. The first time I watched it, I was like, alright, I guess. He does a couple of... He <sighs> spins a little bit his wheels as he goes around the corners in San Francisco, I, I guess. And maybe for the time, it was amazing, but I've seen eight Fast and Furious movies, bitches. This, this is not uh, blowing my skirt up. Yeah. Anyway, I came across an older copy on VHS, and it's like, eh, it's a classic, I should probably have it, as I do, with my VHS <laughs> movies, and I watched it again, and no, this movie's boring as shit, and th- there's a car chase in it, and it's 
Huh? I mean, they're they're oh, driving beside each other. Looks like the at a couple of scenes looks like they're really tearing up about a forty mile an hour side by side. It's like all right, and then oh, and a crash, and it's like oh. Yeah, didn't it end with spoiler alert? Didn't it end with just him killing himself pretty much? He just crashes the car, right? I, well, no, the bad guy wrecks into a gas station and it blows up, and then he's got to get talking to by the chief of police because we don't do that kind of boring. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, bullet lovers, that movie is boring and not interesting. Cannot keep my attention now that I've maligned two much loved films. Let's roll over and talk about a movie that I genuinely really like. This is the second time I've watched it, and it was on Pluto TV. They've been running it, but I never quite caught it at the beginning, and I knew that I wanted to watch it from the beginning. But the other day, I caught it from the beginning, and I watched the whole thing. And I need to get this thing on Blu-ray. It's a shame that I don't have it yet. And the second watch, fantastic. I, I enjoyed the hell out of this movie. I'm not going to give it like a perfect score or anything, but this is like a rock-solid eight. But you just got to give it up for Ninja. Oh, this movie kicks ass. And does it ever know what it is trying to emulate? It's trying to emulate those old school Kung Fu movies. And does it ever work? Scott Atkins whipping ass and ninjas and revenge. And we got to obtain the old artifact weapons. And Mm -hmm. Oh, this movie is great. I I think it kicked ass. There's a little much on the CGI blood, but it, they use it kind of in quick cut and sparingly the way that you should. So at least it's like, we're not looking at this super fake shit too long. And they, I mean, it's got a genuinely mean villain and it yep. kind of plays out like a video game in a lot of ways, but I enjoyed the shit out of this movie the second time around. And I will get this thing on Blu-ray. It's great. As is the sequel. I thought the first one was probably a little bit better, but the sequel was great too. Yep. Those are good movies. I'm going to get both of them. Yeah, I'm glad you like that movie. And I remember that one there was so much better than – because that came out around the same time as that – Ninja the, Assassin. from the, Which was not good. Not at all. It was Wachowski produced and wasn't it the guy that did V for Vendetta? I believe so and it just yeah. wasn't good. No, it was bad. I need to give that one a second chance. <laughs> Even though nah, – I haven't seen it since the theater with you. <laughs> Even though – I think Anthony watched it with us too. I walked and, it yeah. out of the theater and it was like, meh. But there were a couple of good action bits maybe. Uh, Lots of CGI in that one, too, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Meh. Yeah. <laughs> but I was surprised how well Ninja held up. I remember liking it the first time, but I was so burned out by Ninja Assassin that maybe I was jaded. But, man, second watch, that thing rocked. I, I dug the hell out of it. And if you're not a fan of old school martial arts movies, you probably will laugh this off as, like, Sunday morning, Saturday afternoon low-rent cable cheese or something, but damn, did I have a lot of fun with it. Okay, back to me. Um, so I've already discussed how much I, uh, how I enjoyed, I guess you could say, Terrifier, the clown movie that just came yeah. out. And um, I, I, I'm still thinking about that movie, by the way, just with how shockingly brutal that movie was. And so I had heard that there is actually a sort of kind of prequel to that. Um, and there is. It's called All Hallows' Eve. And there was a sale on Vudu, and this was pretty cheap. And I'm like, yep, time for Eugene to watch All Hallows' Eve. And this is one where I would have never considered watching because it looks like one of those movies that just gets tossed up on Netflix and forgotten immediately, the cover. But 
Now I see it in a, in a different light because I'm like, oh, that's the clown from Terrifier. And this is actually a an anthology movie where there's this babysitter and these two kids. And they, in their bag of treats on Halloween night, they find this VHS tape. On the VHS tape, there is three stories. And um, so it's a bit similar to the actual VHS series. Uh, each story is good in its own right. The first one is about this <laughs> these girls that are chained up in this dungeon and it's a satanic cult. The end. There you go. Uh, story two is an alien invasion, a home invasion with an alien. And the third one is the reason, the real reason to watch this and that, and actually the wraparound, how the wraparound story all ties it up. And that is with, uh, the clown and it's the clown from, um, Terrifier. From Terrifier. Um, I wish I would know what the clowns, um, bear with me here. Anyway, yeah. So anyway, um, that last story is genuinely creepy and that's the one where that really ties in with this terrifier movie and then the wraparound story also kind of sort of does and they much like terrifier they really utilize the budget well this is one of those movies where you can tell it's it's even more lower budget than terrifier and it's like but they there's still some talent behind the camera and i really appreciate that because there's so many of these movies just they just they come and go and they're just not good they're junk and this one here is this was good. I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Uh, would make a great doubleheader on in October sometime for you, Eric. I think that you should check these out. Uh, but I would definitely say watch All Hallows Eve first. It's the lesser of the two, but it does set things up quite well for Terrifier. And I'm just, I'm really curious where you're going to come out on these things because you can tell these are independent movies, but they're independent movies that I think are done really good. So okay, I have a question. Anyway, uh, was there a prequel yes. to the prequel, and was it called Patch Adams? Ooh, dun, dun, dun. Patch <laughs> Adams. That's the movie. Not what did I call it, Doctor Flubby, or some <laughs> stupid? <laughs> uh, hold on a sec. Patch Adams. Doctor Flubby. <laughs> oh yeah, actually, yeah. These these clowns are probably less creepy than uh, than he was in. That movie with his honk honk nose. Ugh. Yuck. Oh, but anyway, so the clown in these movies, um, is he's not like some hulking dude. It's like this just skinny guy. And when he actually does the little clown mannerisms, they're genuinely creepy. And they're I'm like, that's ugh. Like just honking the little stupid horn. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm creeped out. <laughs> Have you seen any of the YouTube videos um, where people try and run around and scare each, uh, uh, scare strangers. Yes. But I kind of hope those people get killed. Like it. Oh yeah. I mean, they're clowns are legit scary. They <laughs> are, but it, I mean, you're running around trying to freak people out and you know, usually they have a fake dead body lying there with blood everywhere. And then the clown stands up and he looks really horrifying. Uh, I, I actually saw one where they did this in a car park. It was like two clowns over a dead body. And then there was, uh, like four or five black guys that came walking out. And it's the one of the greatest videos of all time because the black guys run towards the clowns and kick the shit out of them. Oh, great. I loved it. I loved it because I'm like, you guys, that's not a prank. That you guys, that that's, uh, you deserve to get your ass kicked for doing something like that. And most people just run away terrified, but they're usually running into a couple of uh, females by themselves or, you know what I mean? Like, people who are yeah. going to feel vulnerable. 
and I, I, I'm not, they weren't like gang, I'm not saying they were gang types or anything, it's not a stereotype thing, it's just that these two guys in, in clown outfits were like, walking towards him like, I'm all terrifying, and these guys were like, fuck you, bitch, like, I am <laughs> not buying into any of your crap, I don't see you holding a gun, and they ran over and kicked the shit out of him. And it was, it's one of my probably 10 favorite videos on YouTube. I've watched it so many times. <laughs> Excellent. Well, then now you definitely have to watch All Hallows Eve and Terrifying. I will, in October. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then, uh, next up, I've been, uh, this was on my stack for the longest time. And like, come on, Eugene, just, just pop this thing in. Uh, it's, it's a Code Red movie. So just setting the stage right away. And I've seen this once before, and I remember, of course, really liking it. I'm like, I need to watch this again. So I pop it in, and uh, credits start rolling, and then it says directed by. I'm like, ah, I thought this smelled like a Danny Steinman movie. Like, yep, yeah, Danny Steinman directed this. Of course he did. The director of Friday the 13th Part 5. It the- doesn't ring a bell. I mean, like, at least usually your directors ring a bell with me, but Danny Steinman doesn't ring a no, bell. No, it's just it's Danny Steinman. He directed Friday the 13th Part 5. I'm like... Yep, this is already just, it feels like a cocaine movie. Just <laughs> lots of 80s cocaine and Linda Blair in black leather and John Vernon being John Vernon. And it was great. Oh, you are not talking me out of this movie. Is this the one where she's a streetwalker? It's great. No, well, she's a, you she's you a. You still haven't given me the title. What's the title? Savage Street. I guess I should probably give you yeah, the title. Yeah, 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 that would yeah. Help. I, I, I watched, ha- <laughs> I watched half of this movie on YouTube and I was like, this is. Oh, a better movie than this um, transfer. <laughs> wait for my Blu-ray. Trust me. Um, and of course, so okay, okay. The storyline to this uh, Danny Steinman triumph. Um, there's a, a all girl <laughs> gang. It's a triumph. <laughs> it's a triumph. Oh, that's fantastic. Go uh, on. So this, so Linda Blair is the leader of uh, of this all girl gang, and you can you can tell she's the leader because she's got the black leather and she wears sunglasses in like. In the dark, like at, at well, night. She's the leader because she's the hottest one. Yes. I watched enough of this movie to know that. And she is. She legit yeah. is. Well, she's also, she also has a uh, deaf sister played by Linnea Quigley, which she's the good girl in this. I'm like, okay, when's she going to get naked? Cause it's, it's Linnea Quigley. So T minus five minutes and counting until the clothes just fly off. Um, <laughs> so, so these girls, they pick a fight with this just doofus, doofus ass gang. Um, by, by putting junk in their hot rod convertible. So, of course, the, they have to get revenge and Linnea quickly takes her clothes off, which that leads to more, more shenanigans with the girl gang versus the guy gang. And it all, it all comes to, uh, this big final battle with, with, uh, Linnea, she's been raped and she's in the hospital with Linda Blair's character and a crossbow just whipping ass it was so cheesy and so great um but john vernon he's the principal he's usually a bad guy in movies but here he's like he's he's the upstanding uh principal in the movie but he's still like just whenever he talks i'm like john vernon you just sound like a dirty old man like just i liked it though i (laughs) You don't remember him in Killer Clowns from Outer Space? Oh, no. Oh. I recognize the name, though. I gotta, if I, I'd probably recognize the face if I looked it up, but I'm not going to. Okay. Anyway. He has two first names. He's automatically evil. Yes, and he is. But he was great in this. Everybody, everybody was playing it, like, the, the, um, the stereotypes in this movie were, like, cranked to 11. Like, 
everybody was like, we're in a gang and we're wearing leather and everything was just overdone. Much like Friday the 13th Part 5. It was just, it's batshit crazy. Danny Steinman, big thumbs up. (laughs) Now, I only watched like the first 15 minutes of this, but my recollection was there's a girl gang, there's a guy gang. And then they just threw something in the car, and they're like, ha-ha, pranked him. And he's like, ha And then they're like, we gotta get him back, we gotta harass him. And so they're like, go out with us, go do stuff with us. And they're like, no! Ha-ha, got him back. And I'm like, what? Oh, yeah, it's... This is great? It's great. <laughs> oh, it's it's so... Oh, and Linda Blair is... She's so... Oh, she's so funny with how she looks in this movie, because I'm like, there probably was a time where our, you would probably have been considered a badass, and now it's just... What Halloween party are you going to? <laughs> it does look like 42nd Street, the movie. Yeah. Oh, yes. It's it's very, very, like, stinky in a good way. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> just, just that, <laughs> just, just that, that dirty theater urine yeah. and popcorn and. Oh, yeah. I, we th- that's the best way. I, I love walking into a theater and I'm like, somebody, <laughs> some homeless guy definitely. Definitely took a piss in this theater. Yep. Yep. Oh, I wonder who got. Can't wait to watch the movie. <laughs> so anyway, that's one that I want you to watch. That so bad because it's. Oh, I was giddy watching that thing. Oh, and I will. I will. Oh, and just very awkward use of lipstick on Linnea Quigley. And ugh. okay, now I'm done. <laughs> uh, done, done. It's your last chance. Um, we're. Um, it better be short. Because I need to do another round, and we're getting on in time. Okay, now, now you know what? I'm going to end on a high note, which would, I guess, Savage Streets is a high note. So yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm good. This theater popcorn, high note. <laughs> <laughs> do would you like extra butter with that? No, but can I get can I get some sperm uh, sperm on the back seat, <laughs> sir? <laughs> uh, okay, <laughs> I'm trying to narrow down what I want to do here. Okay, you know what? I'm going to do a double header of. VHS. Here we go. More VHS. VHS. Uh, uh, this special round is VHS that I passed a million times on the rental shelf and never rented, and then finally came across on uh, like to buy for very stupid, stupid cheap, and finally jumped on it just be- purely because I never got around to renting it. And I thought the covers were interesting, and I always wanted to, but I just couldn't quite pull the trigger. First up is Tequila Sunrise. You ever seen this movie? Uh, yes, I have, but again, it's one of those VHS days. I, I don't remember um, anything about it. Yes, but that's all I'm reviewing these days, dude. Just <laughs> okay, as soon as my internet starts working here. Come on, come on, there we go. Starring Mel Gibson, Michelle Pfeiffer, Kurt Russell, Raul Julia. A former L.A. drug dealer tries to go straight, but his past and his underworld connections bring him to the focus of the DEA, the Mexican feds, and the Mexican drug cartels. And I'm happy to report this was a good movie. I quite enjoyed it as far as being a late 80s kind of comedy thriller. And it was quite funny. This was not what I was expecting in any way. Uh, you know, you when you give that kind of synopsis, you're expecting a certain thing from a late 80s thriller. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's going to be this. It's going to be A, B, C, D. But it wasn't like that at all because Kurt Russell, the cop, and Mel Gibson, the former drug smuggler, grew up as best friends. And so they even routinely kind of meet. One's still trying to bust the other one, but they sit down and have civil conversations and make jokes and how you doing, buddy, kind of stuff. 
and don't trip up. I will totally bust your ass. Uh, so, it, and, and what comes between them is a girl, and it doesn't break up their friendship because they kind of stopped being friends when they diverted into their different paths, obviously. But they will, even though they were still kind of friendly, it just, I, it just did not go by the usual cliche kind of ways. And Raul Julia, uh, Raul Julia plays a great. I don't want to say what he plays. Let's just say that he does an excellent job of acting in this movie. Once again, giving a clinic on how to a- uh, be an actor mm-hmm. is amazing. It's a good flick, and I think that it, it like it's a perfect wife movie for you. You and you would totally dig it too. It's not like uber uber R rated or anything, but it was completely entertaining. The entire way through, and I'm glad that I own it. I'll, I'll be honest; I could see myself picking this up in a higher grade format. Cool, uh, and that's saying something these days. And next up is from 1992. See, now we're going up a smidge. That's a different kind of action movie, Live Wire, starring Pierce Brosnan and Ron Silver. Have you ever seen this one? Oh, it sounds familiar, but I don't think so. Danny O'Neill is a bomb disposal expert assigned to a case where terrorists have developed an invisible liquid explosive which is activated within the human body. Again, <clears throat> if you if you looked up the cover of Live Wire, I would bet hard money that you recognize that cover of that movie. Uh, but never got around to watching it, so I bought it for a quarter, and it's awesome. I I, I watched this one after another one that I'm not reviewing tonight. And the one I watched before this was just like one of those where I'm like, oh, God, this sucks. It's slow. And you know what? It might have been actually it might have been after Bullet. I could be wrong. (laughs) No, I don't think it was. It was after something else that I was just like, oh, crying out loud, freaking boring and nothing. Whereas this was, you know, by comparison, almost a gem. It was very interesting. It's a very the best way I can describe it is you remember uh, Jeff Bridges and Blown Away? Yes. Direct to video version of that, but with good actors. You know, it's not great, but I was totally entertained all the way through. Uh, interesting bomb disposal things. And they it's really interesting because they're trying to figure out why these explosions keep happening. What you have is terrorists or whatever dumping this liquid into, let's say, a, a guy at a bar. They dump the liquid into his drink and give it to him. He drinks it. And then within like a minute, he explodes. So there's no bomb parts. So they can't figure the bomb squad can't figure out where the okay. bomb what is going on. So it's really interesting. Once they start figuring out what's going on, then it becomes a game of okay, where's the water? Where's the unique way they're trying to get people to be turned into bombs in this situation? Uh, but I was totally entertained. It, it's it's non Bond Pierce Brosnan being a badass, and it's 1992, so everybody's extremely hostile, and it's okay for whatever reason. Like, the, his reactions to some things, you're like, dude, relax a little bit. But, nope, it's 1992, and we can freak the fuck out whenever we want to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, I give this movie a thumbs up, and I will, I'll watch it again for sure. Nice. All right. I have not seen that one. I think you'd enjoy it. Did you recognize the cover, though? Did you look it up? Um, no, I don't. I don't recognize that movie. Oh, well, that was one that was at the at the cupboard all the time. Yep. I, I, well, if it wasn't, maybe it wasn't. See, you were more used to, like, perusing the horror section, where I was more in the action section yes. during the this time of my life. So I walk back by that cover a lot. 
Uh, I, cool. I'm not sure which video store it was actually in, but I did watch. I did watch quite a lot. Was like I needed to get that sometime, maybe, oh, and then I yeah. never. Did. <laughs> and now you own it. Now Finally. I own it, and it's it's good. It's, it's always nice when I can find these late '80s, early '90s action movies, and it's 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 acceptable. If it's at least acceptable, I'm like, all right, yay. But some of these, I'm like, I'm gonna have to throw it in the trash because uh, even the exchange stores probably won't take it. <laughs> Anyway, there you go. That's it for me. Uh, oh. What? Oh, okay. Oh, I was expecting you to do one more, but that... Nope. No, All I'm right. going to stop there. Let's, we're ending on high notes tonight. Tequila Sunrise and Livewire and Savage Streets and... Yep. Okay, uh, coming soon. Do you want to do coming soon? Yes. Um, I haven't talked at all about Outer Limits, that, that box set that I got. I mean, I've talked about it on the show, but I haven't talked about my thoughts on it. And I'm about... Not quite halfway through it. Those are ones that... I don't want to just binge watch that thing because it's a lot of black and white. So if you're halfway through it, you all, haven't you been binge watching? It? No, I watch like I mean maybe an episode every other day. Okay. Yeah. So, um, but I'd like to chime in a little bit about where I'm at with that next episode. Um, I got a movie called Blood Harvest from uh, it's it's some. Oh, it's a killer clown movie from the 80s. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> Patch Adams 3. Patch Adams Part 3, yeah. The man, quickening. We can only hope for the quickening. Good. That's a <laughs> whole mashup of just shit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Dr. Flubby. I, go ahead. Go on. <laughs> uh, what else? What else? Anything uh, else? Oh, and actually, when the show's done, I'm going to finish up uh, The Last Jedi. We started that last night. And as I suspected, we weren't going to finish. That's a long movie. We weren't going to yeah. finish it in one sitting. So we're going to finish that up tonight. And I'm actually already looking forward to watching the special features on that, which are – there's a plethora of stuff on there. I can't wait to watch that. And what else? Um, you know me. There's always something around the corner that has a certain odor to it that I'm going to just – Apparently, uh, you're, you're an odor. Yes. And mm -hmm. popcorn. Yes. Mixed together. With other bodily fluids. I, I, th I, think, I think the butter that you're buying is just all wrong. That's all I'm going to say about <laughs> Oh, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> uh, okay, I have all kinds of shit that I'm <laughs> watching. I, I've got a whole... I feel like Netflix has been adding some good stuff that I really actually want to watch. And I just kind of hesitate because I'm like, ah, I'll get around to that. But... I have been watching Lost in Space, and as a matter of fact... Oh, yeah! Yes, I, I went to... I, I'm not going to spoil my review of it. It came out on the 13th? When did it come out? Or the 13th. 13th? Yeah. I've got 30 minutes left. What? Oh, okay. Eugene, All and, right. Joni, Eugene and Joni show right there, buddy. Yeah, trust me, bud. One one episode a night. You 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 go do that. That's all I'm gonna say about it so far. I haven't finished it up. I got to, yeah, I'm working on the last episode. Probably finished up here tonight. But okay. Could not stop watching it. And a roller coaster of emotions. And you, I mean, you may be crying at singing and whatever gay Zac Efron thing you're crying at, but not. <laughs> Sci-fi jackass is over here crying at robots, just so you know. Yep. Uh, you might be too. There are a couple of points where I'm like, 
I'm not going to cry at a robot. I'm not going to do it. Oh, it happens though. It, oh God! Just let those tears flow. Yeah, it's. I'm okay. I'm not going to review it tonight, but it's a bit of a rocky start. But 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 hang in there for uh, by episode two. I think you're hooked. It, anyway, um, what else? And more and more VHS that I just keep buying. Left and right, got the Back to the Future box set. Maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll do Indiana Jones. I don't know. I'm drowning in VHS over here. There will be plenty more. And I'm, in a good I, way. Yeah, in a good way. And I feel a martial arts tingle because of Ninja just kind of sneaking up behind me and uh, gently caressing my nipples. So I might be doing a little more of that kung foolery. And I think that's going to be it for me. Excellent. Nice. Well, we've got some good stuff coming up, I think. Oh, yeah. I hope so. As long as no more water pipes break and I can just keep right on watching shit. That would be <laughs> that'd be very wonderful when I'm not busy down in my dungeon shoveling. I swear it's because of water. It's not because I'm hiding the bodies. We'll see. Yep. <laughs> Stay tuned. I'll see you next week. All right. Bye. Then, see ya. Thanks for listening to Movie Freaks. If you would like to get a hold of us, or drop us a line, or tell us you liked a review, or hated a review, or you disagree, or agree, or anything at all, you can get a hold of us at facebook.com backslash moviefreakspod. You can email us at moviefreakspod at yahoo.com. You can also follow us on the Twitter at Movie Freaks Pod. Thanks for listening.